0: Here we go. Hello? Hey, oh. <laughs> that's wonderful. For show. This is awesome. Nice. <laughs> I'm good. Um, I have some news. It, it looks like I'm okay. stuck in the UK indefinitely. Oh, no. Before uh, we talked about
1: this, we talked about it. We knew this would happen. I mean, I don't think we knew
0: it would happen. I think we thought it was a risk. We it Did I not tell you? Oh. I told you. I said, don't a- a- go. Any- don't go. Where are you a- going? <laughs> you stay in Hong Kong with
1: me. You wanted <laughs> to go to London and do Jaya. And now here you are.
0: Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, what do we do about season two?
1: What do you mean what do we do? We're recording it. We do it virtually. We move. Don't piss me off. Welcome back to Homegrown, the podcast where we aim to inform, inspire and entertain through personal stories of black expats. We are your hosts, Louisa and the Fantastic Foe. The Fantastic
0: Foe.
1: (laughs) Yes, (laughs) come again. Although I really question, can you really recall the Fantastic Foe if you're stuck indoors in London?
0: I mean, I'm still fant. The situation isn't fantastic, but I'm still fantastic within an unfantastic situation. I think that makes me even <laughs> more fantastic, because of contrast
1: sure, sure, to the surroundings, sure, sure. that's what I
0: would say. That's how I do it. <laughs> hmm. Oh, yeah, tell
1: our people how did you how did you end up there? What happened, philosophy Well,
0: <laughs> well, I. Yeah, so it was coming home for Christmas and I I always come home for Christmas. I I don't think I've ever not spent Christmas with my family. And it was looking like this would be the first year that um, that would happen. Um, My older brother um, had a daughter um, in March. So um, if I didn't come over for Christmas, it would probably be a whole year before I actually met her and then she would be a whole person. So he I know, and she's
1: so cute.
0: She's so cute. Um, and so he, he, he really wanted me to come and, uh, I was obviously weighing it out. I didn't want to get stuck. I knew that it was going to be a risk, obviously. I was saying it to my brother that, you know, it's a bit like flying into a hurricane. Um, it might be okay, <laughs> but <laughs> the chances are you get swept <laughs> up in it.
1: Probably uh, not.
0: So what I decided to do was, you know, book the flights, plan to go, told my brother, but told no one else. So in case it didn't happen, no one would be upset. And if it yeah. did happen, then everyone would be surprised. Um,
1: oh my gosh wait sorry for anyone that doesn't follow us on instagram or even if you do i hope you've seen the videos that we posted on insta of first surprising his family like a thug might shed a tear because <laughs> nah that's so sweet,
0: I, so sweet i mean even though i was there i watched i i watched those videos back and go oh that's uh, that's
1: sweet that's really uh, sweet
0: so um, worth it then yeah totally worth it i mean just just to be able like my mom um just to be able to surprise my mom and like the look on her face when i showed up she was shocked you know happy terrified at the same time because i walked in <laughs> mask, masked on because um, i was still waiting for the results for my test and stuff mm. so um yeah she was <laughs> yeah you can see it on the video um it was great surprising my friends um one of my friends kind of suspected I was doing it anyway because I was asking stupid questions. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was great. And it was obviously fantastic to be home with my family. Um, my new niece, Amelia, who is just the cutest thing I've ever seen. She is adorable. Honestly, uh, the cheeks. <laughs> and yeah, I I think I think even though I was stuck, you'd say unlucky, but I was definitely lucky to be home, especially this year where I know a lot of my friends, including yourself, were unable to be home for Christmas. Um, so being stuck was like I I think kind of worth price it. price to pay. Yeah, 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 exactly.
1: No, I feel you. But what's it what's it actually like? Um, what's it like on the ground?
0: Um, London Tier Four is. Yeah, it sucks. Hey, <laughs> um, it is very different to uh, what it's like in Hong Kong. So in Hong Kong, um, you can still, you know, you know, restaurants are still open. It's just restricted. Until, to two six, per, yeah. To, yeah, yeah, until six. Yeah. 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 Until six and two, two per table. Um, so you can still live, you know, semblances of a normal life. You still have the s- stimuli of interacting with strangers, albeit they're wearing masks. Um, but in London, because it's a lot more of a lockdown, so the rules are stay at home unless you have to leave. So technically you're only really allowed to go out if for one bit of exercise a day, um, for food shopping, if you have to go to work and obviously emergencies. So mm. for me, especially because my mom is, um, you know, in, in her you know, late fifties, um, you want, you, you, you want to be careful. So that means sitting at home. Um, and staying within the bubble and not sort of going out and risking anything. Um, yeah. which is not great. It wears on you after a, yeah. after a period of time. And also because, you know, I, I guess the attitude here is a lot more relaxed by the populace. So, you know, mm. people outside aren't being necessarily careful. So it makes you even extra careful when you do go shopping yeah. and when you do go out. So you're very much within yourself. Um, and I guess. And now that work is back on, you're working in the day. And then after work is done, you sit at home at the same desk. <laughs> yeah. And, um, oh, my God. So it's it's a different, it's a completely different em, um, energy for me here. Um, definitely yeah. a lot harder. But, you know, um, you're allowed bubbles. So obviously my family is within that bubble. So after work, I can go home, hang out with my mom and brothers. And um, yeah, that's good. Hmm.
1: So I guess you are really being fantastic in the in spite of everything.
0: I don't, you know, Louisa, I, you know, I, I get asked this question quite a lot and I don't think I have a choice in the matter anymore. I think I think, fantastic is just... You're
1: just fantastic. That's just how you live a, your life.
0: It's a burden as much as anything else, you know?
1: <laughs> you see, can you people see why I don't say nice things to him? Because this is what he does. This is what he does. He responds to smoke. I have to keep him humble because if I don't humble him, who will humble him? <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, but what about you? Um, what's it been like for you in Hong Kong? Christmas, the new year, um, coming up to Chinese New Year as well. What's that like?
1: Man, Christmas was Christmas was weird. It was weird. I mean, I don't think I'm the most Christmas spirit pe- person in the first place. But okay. this year, even less so. I, I, I just, I really struggled to get in the zone. I mean, I was, I was really grateful for the break. It was definitely weird to not be near family. So in 2019, my mom and sister had actually um, come to Hong Kong. So it was really nice. And then my dad and brother spent Christmas together in in Nigeria. But it was nice that we all were connected in some way. Whereas obviously this year that couldn't happen. And it is what it is. I mean, I'm always talking about how you lot and my family. So like, Hong Kong has definitely... Like, I'm, I'm really grateful for my friends that have become family here. So it was nice that there were a few people around. So we sort of did, like, a, a non-Christmassy Christmas. We just ate some ordered food because I wasn't about to be cooking. Ordered some food, <laughs> watched Netflix. Like, it was the most chill thing. Same thing with New Year, really. I don't, I don't even remember what we did for New Year's. Um, celebrated my birthday in that time. Yeah, so... um day. Yeah, so any—I mean, it was—it is like you say. It's nice that we can still go to restaurants and stuff. So for my birthday, one of my friends took me to lunch. Shout out to Nicola, um and then had like takeout in the evening. So it was, you know, to be honest, I think it's—we're just grateful, grateful for good health, grateful for you know people that we love and support and care for us and all of that. So yeah, what what can I do? what's but, but wait, and I also know that you know there's so many people that are. Dealing with much, much worse. So literally yeah. just trying to make the best of it. But what um, I what I will talk about is my new job.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask. You've got a new job. Tell us about yeah. it. Yeah.
1: So I, I, I can't remember how much I've spoken about this on the show, but I work at a law firm. I used to be a legal project manager for about five years now. Wow, I don't know how time has gone. So I recently transitioned into a new role as a manager in, in diversity and inclusion. So especially with, mm-hmm. with the events of last summer, um, yeah. our firm has been uh, great in in responding to that and really trying to move the dial. So mm-hmm. I have taken on a role to help us basically implement some of our strategy around building equity and, you know, shifting the culture and all that good stuff. So and it's stuff that is very close to my heart, very yeah. aligned. You know, I, I love us for real, so... To be able to do work that's aligned to that is definitely a blessing. I'm feeling, look at I me, mean, just shedding all sorts of gratitude. I mean, may as well come in yes, more Louisa.
0: It's unlike you. I'm surprised. It's what do you mean? <laughs> Whatever, Whatever.
1: so Whatever.
0: So this gig, it's, it's a Hong Kong gig or an Asia gig or
1: uh it's new what is it it's sort of global but it's focused on the us and uk so i work mostly with the us and uk and that means i'm now working (laughs) uk time so again anyone that follows me on instagram will know about these like mini adventures i've been doing because i basically i work in the evening and into the night so like i start work about 5 p.m hong kong time finish anywhere between 2 a.m and 5 a.m like depending on the day still working that shit out um, wow. So it means I sleep sort of stupid hour of the morning up until about ten a.m. between ten a.m. midday. So that means my early afternoon is now my sort of free time. So every day okay. I'm out here doing these little like adventures. So whether it's like a trip to mongkok I'm calling everything an adventure because it all is. Because that's kind Mong of Mongkok is an
0: adventure. <laughs>
1: Is an Two stops away,
0: three stops. You away. don't know about me, Joe. <laughs>
1: you don't know about my life. I, I like to make. I like to make something out of everything in a in a good right. way. So whether it's a lunch or you know going out to do more of my photography shooting, giving them on the gram. I have creative days like so. I'm really just trying to do a lot with my days because as part of the new role, I'm actually set to be leaving. Hong Kong this year in a couple of months and I know I know I am I am fully gutted and you know still working working my head around it but it is the best thing and I think for so I'm specifically moving um for the job because I sort of need to be near the people that I am serving so Mm. You know, it, as much as I'm gutted, I, I know that it's the right thing and, and it's much bigger than me, to be honest.
0: So so let's deep that. Like, what is it that is taking, what is the thing that's like, okay, Hong Kong's great, but next step.
1: So the work is specifically around race and around what we can do to move the dial and mm. create a more equitable culture. Mm. So basically, so that, you know, black people are treated fairly and justly and have access and and opportunity equal to other people and can excel and so and i mean thinking about the work that we're doing on this podcast it is to me it sort of sits in the same bucket in terms of like intentionality right so for me i think of it as if i need to move to do that work then it's bigger than me and that's what needs to be done and then also like i said you know i like to make everything an adventure i'm like, well. The next chapter of Lou, Lou takes London. Lou <laughs> comes to London and is popping. Like, I, I know that I'm going to move there and I'm going to be doing the most from there. So I already know my London people are ready for me. You know, look out for me. I'm going to be out here in these. <laughs> let me not start jumping into dating, but yes, I'm going to be out there in these streets, see what's <laughs> popping in London. Now that Hong Kong has humbled me, let me go back to my arrogant self. So, you yeah. know, I'm just, I'm definitely trying to look on the bright side and I know there will be so many more opportunities and things that like adventures and opportunities for growth. So yeah. Absolutely.
0: So we, we introduced the episodes from now on as London Lou. and hey, fantastic. I like finally got an Lou. L, finally got an L yes, to make it work. <laughs> that's not
1: loser or lousy or no. any of the or other horrible things. Or Lucifer. Lucifer. Man, <laughs> four, you're really horrible that's to my, me. You really need to be nicer to me because you know you miss me when I go.
0: No. Oh, we didn't say this, but um, obviously because I'm stuck in the UK and Louisa is in Hong Kong, we are recording remotely. Um, yeah, and yeah, and for the rest of the podcast, we are no longer geographically restricted. We can do wherever.
1: yeah uh, liberated, nomadic something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, new job great new work um, doing d um, um, for the US and the UK um, um, and then you're heading back to London in a couple months I suppose um, we'll, we'll announce when that happens and yeah you're going to take London by storm so I guess London Londoners are hearing this and bracing themselves batting it down the hatches <laughs> sandbags you mean preparing themselves
1: <laughs> for the awesomeness that's about to hit you Close guys the need games. to start preparing for my arrival <laughs> fuck you man but it's gonna be good and in fact let me stress that in terms of the upcoming so yes like you mentioned we're ready we're recording virtually so when it comes to me moving obviously it's not happened yet I'm not actually 100% when it's gonna happen because I'm just waiting things out but know that we are going to continue bringing you great episodes every week you know it's just gonna be virtual and actually it's perfect because we are Thinking about doing more with the rest of Asia, possibly even the rest of the world. So basically, just know that homegrown continues because we move.
0: The four must go on. I mean, the show must go on.
1: Will you get out of here?
0: (laughs) Okay, so Luke, what can people expect from season two specifically?
1: Season two is about to be popping, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> okay, let me answer like a human being. So season two is gonna be great. We've got some great guests lined up for you. I I know we were really conscious at the end of last season that we we spoke to some amazing people, but that was just scratching the surface. You know, like in terms of how many different profiles there are out here, how many different stories. So we've continued to go out to find. Super interesting people with just different things that they're doing out here and we can't wait to share them with you.
0: Oh, and in addition, we've also had a lot of people recommend guests um, to us who we then spoken to have been fantastic. So if you do have friends or people that you know in your um, network that you would think would be great on the show, definitely reach out, send us an email um contact us on instagram um and then we'll get that done so, some of the guests that we have for season two have been like recommendations and they've been fantastic
1: and they're dope they're more fantastic than
0: full uh we'll, i mean we'll see at the end of season two i mean I'm saying, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah further to that i know that we talk about covid or we've had to talk about covid a lot in the last season but what we're going to try to do with this season is to tone it down a little bit. Um, just i mean obviously we're going to reference it where it's necessary but we promise it's not going to be the covid show um no. i imagine you guys have lost your taste for that
1: <laughs> oh boy. this is i'm annoyed at myself for laughing because oh guys i'm upset because i really try not to encourage him when he does these jokes but i couldn't help myself that was clever wasn't? Oh, so, <laughs> that was i'm clever. so
0: proud of myself okay um Man,
1: wait, before we go, can we talk about some of the some of the stuff that's going on in the world right now? like let's talk about okay. this girl or these two girls that have been deported from Bali like oh, yeah, what's your that. take What's your take? in fact, start what, what happened? Start there?
0: Uh, yeah, so I guess for people that don't know about the story, there there's a couple, um an African-American couple um, um, who were recently deported from Indonesia. And what seems to have happened is that they were on Twitter or social media talking about the benefits of living out in Bali specifically. And it was a great sort of advertising the, the, the lifestyle there for American um, what's it called um, digital nomads. And in doing that, I guess they robbed a lot of people the wrong way, including the Indonesian um, authorities who eventually stepped in and um, had them deported. Now, There is an article on this, P, which talks about it and kind of sort of tells a story about, I guess, differences in culture. So um, these two ladies are um, from the LGBT community and Indonesia is quite strict on that sort of thing. And I think the issue that the Indonesian authorities had was that they had implied that Indonesia was LGBT friendly, which it's um, definitely not. It it
1: really is not, which is... yeah. Yeah, a
0: whole other conversation. Um, that as well as um, sort of, I guess, some sort of um, messages that were in, instru- um, giving instructions as how to get to Bali during the COVID pandemic, which, um, yeah, they thought was quite irresponsible. So that ended up with them being deported. And then it created this wider conversation about um you know, how people in Indonesia, especially specifically Bali feel about expats there. And for me, my takeaway was that, you know, especially for us black people, um, I guess, depending on where we come from, we never really see ourselves as people in a privileged position. And because of that, we might go to places where we completely ignore our privilege and live in such a way where it rubs the people that live there the wrong way. Um, so, um, that article talks about how, you know, Balinese kind of are very welcoming and they love having people there, but they don't want their culture erased by um, tourism that just sort of sanitizes things and makes Bali a place for tourists as opposed to um, Bali a place that welcomes tourists. Um, mm. so- I don't,
1: to be honest, the whole thing was obviously there are many, many levels to it. And I'm definitely mm. with you around. That sort of acknowledgement of privilege, because to be honest, even with Hong Kong, we're like, oh yeah, you can brunch and go on junks. They do all these. Things. Absolutely, also, absolutely. We're also talking about all this with our, you know, we're here as expats. Oftentimes, people are here for short terms or whatever so the Mm. disposable income compared you know it's just not the same as say life for for any local or whatever that looks like and you know the same with every community if you even think of like historically the term expat and those communities that are created so yes i fully acknowledge that however i don't know because so i (laughs) used to do a little travel blogging myself (laughs) and um (laughs) And you see, I'm sorry, how many of these um, e-books and whatever else have I not seen by some blonde girl talking about, oh yeah, how to come to Bali, how to create a life in this and that, and then her in her floaty dress swinging from a tree. Like, I just, I just feel like, sorry, let me, let me make it clear that like swinging in a positive way, not, not like swinging like a monkey or whatever. But like, the point is, I just feel like the reaction would have been very different if they weren't black. That that um, is my view. I mean, but obviously, I, I don't I, know. This is without knowing all the
0: details. Yeah, I mean, so from the article, it suggests that it's it's the LGBT issue and the the how to get to Bali, but during a pandemic. I think that they, they saw this the latter as irresponsible and the former mm, as incor- as incorrect, um, mm. and that um, seems to be what was the key issue. Um, mm. That's not to say that, you know, it, it's not the truth. But for me, what was the takeaway was what you said, which is that, you know, um, this, the spill out from the, from the, the, the conversation after it, especially amongst, um, Balinese people was that, you know, they, they, they've been, it seems like they've been upset about this for a while, this sort mm. of notion. And, um, for me, it made me reflect on being an expat, like you said. And. Mm maybe forgetting to acknowledge your privilege. I'm Nigerian. I come from a third world country. So I never really see myself as someone that could potentially be obnoxiously moving around with privilege and sort of um, rubbing the p- people the wrong way. But like you mm. said, in Hong Kong, we do live that lifestyle sometimes. And um, it's important to be sensitive to the fact that the majority of the people in that country that you're in don't live that way. And to mm. speak about it, to describe the place as that is insensitive.
1: Mm. Mm, and inaccurate Um, yeah in some ways yeah that's fair I don't know I still just can't I think I definitely need to read more about it but as I Mm. now, because even in terms of reporting like even the sources that are writing this like how do they normally report about people of color Mm. how you know like yeah yeah yeah. I just I just I'm really in two minds because I have seen so like that ebook format, because I, I, I feel like that was one of the, the things, the fact that they were there on tourist visas. And so mm. creating this ebook was like, um, was basically Tax. like business or, or yeah. earning money or whatever the yeah. thing was, yeah. which was was outside the, the remit of their visa. Mm. But I just feel like they, there is no way in hell they are the first or only ones to do that. And it's not to justify it. My point is, if you're going to treat people hard, like, I just basically feel like they've they've been scapegoats. Um, um, and I feel like race has played into that.
0: I, I mean, you know, the, the, the article from SEMP does talk about, you know, other non-Black um, expats that have been deported from um, mm. Indonesia for okay. not the same infractions, but for other infractions. So I think they talk mm. about a uh, Russian um, couple that were that set up some business. I I can't really remember right now, but in the article. Mm. It does talk about you know other instances where they've the authorities have stepped in and um, okay. deported people. So
1: basically, it. the authorities said anyone can get it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anybody can get it.
1: <laughs> okay, that uh, makes me feel better. But like I said, I, yeah. I guess I'm not I'm not fully informed on the matter, but yeah. from what I've seen, I was like mmm, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, So I guess with that being said, you know um, the lesson is you know um, sensitivity and empathy and that sort of thing and acknowledging um, privileges that we might not. Necessarily acknowledge every day, um, and we'll definitely try and carry that forward with the rest of season two and the rest of the episodes. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to be any more sensitive to Louisa's emotions or feelings about the smoke that I give her. Um, in fact, <laughs> I think the fact that what kind of we're shit. geographically displaced means that she can't hit. Means I me I can't slap you. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, so it's it's probably going to get worse. So. More sensitivity to everyone except Louisa. That's the theme for season two.
1: Hmm. Remember, London Lou (laughs) has hands. And London Lou (laughs) has wounds. I will send my boys for you.
0: You, They're not allowed to leave unless it's exercise. I suppose that's exercise.
1: Uh, It's exercise now. ass. is exercise. (laughs) Very good.
0: (laughs) All right. So, guys, next week, we start with our first guest of season two. I can't wait for you to hear it. In the meantime, if you don't already, follow us on Instagram, rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and we'll see you next week.
1: See you next week. Bye.
0: The last week, it was brought to our attention by the Africa Center in Hong Kong, um, of a case where a young man who suffers from sickle cell is in desperate need of a blood transfusion. Blood transfusions with sickle cell are quite difficult in that what is really important is not so much the blood group, but the sub-blood group. Um, So ethnic blood is very important. So it's a big push to get as many Black people within Hong Kong to go to the blood donation centers and try to donate blood. The reason I say try is that people that have been to certain areas are n- immediately disqualified from donating blood. What we really need is people that have either been in Hong Kong for four years uninterrupted or people that have only been to America or Canada. So people that have been to the UK, France and certain countries in Africa face restrictions based on when they were there and how long they were there for. Um, this is for reasons such as screening against malaria and mad cow disease. So because of that restriction, what we're really trying to do is get as many people to try to donate blood um, with the hope that eventually we'll get enough that are accepted and the right sub-blood type to be able to help. We've posted on our Instagram the link to where the donation centres are. And if you have the time, please go and donate. This is... Uh, Essentially, it's a black issue and the only people that can help is us.